Hi, and welcome back to the Girls Talk Math Podcast. I'm Amelie. I'm Lindsay. I'm Anastasia. I'm Prusha, and in today's episode, we will be sharing the story of talking about the Russian mathematician Maria Yekerson. Maria was born on the 13th of March in St. Petersburg, Russia. Her interest in math first sparked in middle school. I got interested in math in middle school because we had a new teacher, math teacher, and instead of just giving us exercises, he uh, gave us some pieces of abstract mathematics. So he introduced us to quanters, like, you know, for all and exists and unique, and this kind of, like, glimpse of abstract mathematics. And I was like, wow, this is mysterious. I want to learn more about it. So that was, I mean, I was curious, but I didn't learn extra math until I got to university, and then it was a big surprise. (laughs) Though this fascination wasn't always understood. Her experience as a mathematician was different than most, as some of her family had a curiosity for mathematics. Growing up, Maria described herself as the black sheep in her family. Despite their differences, her family always supported her dream, though it seemed that they were the only ones to do so. So... I mean, I was lucky that they supported me, uh, but everyone else, everyone else (laughs) was very confused because um, it is considered to be a very non-feminine thing to do in Russia. And so literally every person kept telling me that uh, girls don't do math. That's such a shame. And I know that she is definitely not the first woman to receive comments like this in the field of STEM. This standard in Russia that math was a masculine field affected Maria greatly, and the constant comments that she received, whether they meant to harm her or they meant to protect her, were detrimental to her self-esteem. She never believed genuinely that she would become a mathematician, but she continued pursuing math anyway, because with the passion she had, she couldn't do anything else. I still don't understand. I mean, to be honest, I'd like to say that, oh, I was a strong and confident woman who fought her way but to be honest I just didn't know what else to do like I liked math I was completely convinced that this is not a thing to do for a girl but I just I thought you know I'll try for a while and then I'll be kicked out eventually and I was always waiting that like next year they will finally kick me out of I don't know high school of university of the next stage and then I'll go and I don't know build a family or whatever a woman is supposed to do wow that's so inspiring to hear the story of how she overcame all these challenges Maria's attraction to math and what she found so compelling enough about it to pursue it, even with all the negativity she received, in her words, has to do with the beauty of abstraction. Within mathematics, I think different mathematicians are most turned on by different parts, like different aspects of mathematics. And for me, when I'm shown some like some big picture with analogies which connects uh, objects from different fields or uh, relates objects that are a priori not clearly how related. So when I'm told such story, I'm, I get excited because like that's a beautiful story. And the more you learn math, the more such stories you encounter. And then suddenly things make sense, which were before like did not make sense. She describes her feelings toward math as addictive and her passion continued to be fueled when Mira went on to get her diploma in St. Petersburg State University with honors in mathematics in the May of 2015. Flash forward a year into her life as a student. On July 7, 2014, while picking up her friend from the station, Maria accidentally scratched the adjacent car while parking, landing her three nights in Russian jail. Before being taken away, Maria asked her mother to send her one item 
in jail. The survey on motivic homotopy theory by Mark Levine. Maria met Mark Levine at her first international conference in Berlin, at which she asked to do her PhD with him due to how inspiring his talk was. Reading over his piece reminded her of his meeting. So she started to dream about becoming Mark Levine's PhD student, writing a thesis on motivic homotopy theory, and how crazy it would be to tell the story of her dreaming about her future accomplishments while reading his paper in Russian jail five years before. This crazy dream soon became reality when her graduation in May 2015, she became a PhD student at the Duisburg Essen University for Dr. Mark Levine in October of the same year. Afterwards, she became a postdoc at Osnabrück and then Regensburg University. Currently, Nira works as a Herman Will instructor at the ETH Zurich in Switzerland. She says that for her job, she gets full freedom to work on whatever she wants. At her job, she says that while working, you need to know what you want to do and how to do it. Although Mira struggles with both of these aspects, occasionally she enjoys her job a lot and feels lucky to have such freedom. The main area of Maria's study is surfaces, specifically motivic homotopy theory. So what is motivic homotopy theory? Um, it's a combination of two fields. So one is topology or homotopy theory, which, you know, like, you know, about Taurus and, you know, there's like funny pictures about changing a cup into a Taurus and such. So it's, that is, well, let's say flexible shapes. And another area is algebraic geometry, which studies uh, shapes given by uh, algebraic equations, so cut out by polynomials. And that's much more rigid because you can imagine lots of like topological shapes that are not given by polynomials. And the idea of motivic homotopy theory is to apply methods from topology to objects in algebraic geometry. So you have this more flexible methods and you try to apply them to this more rigid object. And the rigid objects, they, they resist. <laughs> so often you cannot apply these methods, topological methods in algebraic geometry, but sometimes you can. And when you can, then you can learn something new about geometric objects. And so ultimately something new about equations, yeah, that far usually you don't get, but you do bring new knowledge into algebraic geometry from topology. Maria's achievements in her research and her career have brought about many dreams and positive aspects in her life. Some of the best being that when working with math, she learns new things every day and that mathematics has a community aspect, especially since she had left Russia. Yeah, I mean, mathematics itself, I don't know, the fact that you, it's a continuous learning journey and how it's all interconnected and how you get back to what you've learned. I don't know, it's it's a puzzle that is incredible. And I think, I mean, art is also beautiful, but I like that there is some inhuman component in mathematics. Although she achieved her dream of becoming a mathematician, Maria didn't feel as if math alone was enough to fulfill her ambition. She wanted to share this passion with others. I have complicated relationships with mathematics and I think a lot about it and it has caused me a lot of pain in the past. So I've been rethinking my relationship with math in the last year and I finally came to a conclusion that for me the biggest goal and what I enjoy the most is sharing the joy of math with other people. So I want to make people happy by means of math. I do not 
enjoy sitting alone with my papers. And that's that's maybe not the right attitude or whatever. I mean, that may sound not like the act, like the true mathematician is supposed to be, whatever. That's me. So, <laughs> so in that sense, my goal is to find out ways in which I can share more mathematics with more people and give them joy. With this goal in mind, Maria began a YouTube channel dedicated to sharing her enjoyment with others. Maria also suffered a lot with the psychological aspect of math. So by talking about such issues on her YouTube channel, she hoped to help young mathematicians who might face these issues overcome them. I mean, it's very important to enjoy that passion and to cherish the, the, the joy you get from math. And this is usually being taken over by all the pressure, by the fear that you won't succeed, by all the insecurity of what is going to happen to your future and such. And all this, like, all these fears and insecurities and unpredictabilities, they somehow put usually so much weight on a person that I think it's important to somehow find space to put them all away and just appreciate that you enjoy doing mathematics and learn it. And I think it's very important to enjoy the process and enjoy the moment because there are many people who say like, oh, I have a goal of becoming a math professor. And then when I achieve the goal, I'll be happy. But like that's in many years, that's not, I mean, postponing your happiness is a really bad idea because who knows what's happening. So I think it's very important to enjoy like the process of learning what you're learning now, even if it looks basic to you, even if you're thinking, oh, everyone else already knows this and I'm just starting to learn a new topic, like enjoy that because you'll never be in a place where you feel like you know enough. It always feels like, you know, you don't know enough, you don't, like you don't have enough experience and such, but enjoying the moment and the process is the most important thing. Otherwise, like the, the years pass by, my favorite one of her videos, where you can truly see Vera's love for math and her wish to share with others, is called The Beauty of Math. Watching this video will show some of Maria's colleagues and friends sharing with us their favorite examples of beauty within math. The video is enjoyable even if you aren't passionate about math, and it is interesting because many people don't view math as beautiful. On her journey of teaching others and building up her YouTube channel, Maria also learned from mathematicians that she admired in her interview video. I suddenly realized from taking, making interviews with some of the most successful mathematicians that I thought they're happy because they're successful. And through talking to them, I realized that they're, okay, they may be also happy because they're successful, but the main reason for their happiness, I think, is that some of the most successful mathematicians in the world have much lower expectations for themselves than I would do. And this was a surprise. <laughs> and uh, so they, the, the, the common trend in, in many of the interviews is that they try to give advice to appreciate little steps and to within like within say in doing research. So students often have this idea that like you can be happy once you have solved the problem. And but that happens seldomly and it's hard and you know, it's like if you limit your happiness to those moments, then you're hardly ever happy. And so what this this amazing mathematicians do is they figured is that they're happy about much like about tiny steps or even about steps back. They're just they're just happy about any movement in any direction whatsoever within the like the process of thinking about a mathematical problem rather than being happy about this like one big step.
this was very surprising to me. So like an, as an example, one of them, Ravi Vakiu, I asked him like, how do you follow a mass seminar talk? And he says, well, I consider it a successful experience going to a mass talk if I understood one thought from it. And I'm sitting there and like, whoa, I consider it as an unsuccessful experience if I didn't understand everything, which is usually the case. Uh, so this, this, this comparisons of expectations was very surprising. And once I lowered my expectations, uh, thanks to them, and started writing up, for example, not things I have to do today, but like things I did do today, like little, I started writing a diary where I tried every day, like little things in math that I did or understood or read in the day. And that has helped a lot. Wow, this channel sounds really interesting. It's called Math Life Balance, and she uploads videos on Friday at 6 p.m. Wow, this channel has garnered 4,000 plus subscribers, and it's just a one-year-old channel. Maria and her life is truly inspiring, and we have definitely learned a lot from talking with her and learning about her stories. I hope that you did too, and anyone interested in the field of math continues to explore their interests. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Talk Math Podcast about Maria Jacobson. smart every equation you do is a form of art it's time to get together fly a rocket build a house and control the weather with math 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 yes who here likes math is not a man you could be a female